Hey, Jen, did you know evolution has most humans hardwired for negativity? Well, that makes sense. Survival and everything. But there are simple things we can do each day to foster joy and happiness in ourselves and the people around us. Sure. Something as simple as incorporating a gratitude practice. It can have major mental and physical health benefits. Not just for yourself, but for those you live and work with. It doesn't even have to be Thanksgiving to give thanks. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. We're always grateful for the booze. I mean, we're... But bubbles, especially, you know, I never drank champagne before our podcast. I I would have it once a year at New Year's, but I have grown a, a, a deep affinity for bubbles. Yeah, and actually, it, it's as as booze goes, it's a little on the lighter side, which is quite nice. So, what is this drink, Karen, that you're loving so much? So, this one's a champagne punch. The ingredients are pomegranate juice, orange juice, orange flavored liqueur, like a Grand Marnier, if you've got it on hand, um, and then you top it with a little bit of champagne or prosecco, and then garnish with pomegranate seeds, mint, and orange slice. And it's so tasty. Very tasty. And all that healthy orange juice and pomegranate, I mean, honestly, this might as well be breakfast. Well, (laughs) I mean, there's no rules about having champagne for breakfast. (laughs) That's a good point. So Karen, let's talk about gratitude. Tis the season. Tis the season. Actually, I talk about it a lot. I'm such a fan. Um, It's something that I have done for a couple years, a, a daily gratitude practice, it ebbs and flows with, you know, whether I'm feeling it or not. But um, I always find that when I'm not feeling particularly positive, I think I represents myself and it always does the trick. So, you know, it's easy, I think, especially in the last couple of years, it's easy to think about what's missing instead of what's present. And that can be a real drag, don't you think? Focus on what you don't have. Oh, right. And when you're focusing on what you don't have or when you're focusing on what's wrong, all it does is build anxiety. It ups your heart rate. It makes you nervous. It makes you frustrated. It just brings a lot of negative emotion into your life. And and science proves that this is true. You can calm yourself down with different types of thinking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, focusing on gratitude. Well, first of all, if you focus on what's negative, you will always find it. Always. If you're looking for what's what you don't have, you will find it. Um, but a gratitude practice can reverse, kind of reverse the thinking, right? And help yeah. you f- bring joy and happiness and appreciate what you do have. Sure. And it's I mean, mostly I'll- about people, you know, in relationships. It is. And, it, you know, it's it's funny how it works because, and it's, it's, this is an interesting topic for me because you were very intentional and I can imagine that your, your gratitude practices things like I wake up, I'm going to talk about the things I'm thankful for. I'm going to look at the birds and I'm going to look at nature and I'm going to sigh and have a wonderful day. Like in my head, that's what your practice looks like. And I'm the kind of girl who I, I like wake up and I stretch and I go, Oh, my elbows. I love that they work. And like, that's gratitude too. You know what I mean? Just being thankful for something as simple as functioning elbows. Yeah. Makes me really happy. Yeah. It it kind of, it's funny because you're not really that far off on what no. my gratitude practice looks like. Um, 
so the way I talk about it at home with my kids is I, I call them awe moments, A-W-E. And so you're looking, you're intentionally looking through a lens of when am I going to say, wow. And so that might be on my morning walk, like yesterday in my morning walk, I, I leave when it's dark and, um, and the sun rose and it was this intense and, and I, and I can't see it when I'm on a certain block, but then when I turn the corner, I can see it as it lightens and the the sky was purple. It was absolutely breathtaking. And that was an awe moment for me. And man, I was so happy I was out of bed to see that. Yeah. No kidding. And that's, that's the part that's, that's so much fun is you feel like you captured something that you could have missed and you're so thankful for it. It's funny you talk about the morning walks. So this morning I was taking one of the dogs out, um, for her, for her break as one does. And it's pretty early. There's dew on the ground. It's a little chilly. Um, there's sort of a haze over the river, a fog and a deer walks up. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause on the one hand, I'm, I've got the dog actually pooping. And it, in the other hand, I have a deer framed by two trees in front of a river that's foggy. And it was the most beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it made me laugh, of course, because what a juxtaposition. But, you know, I, you know, in those moments, you have choice. You're annoyed because you're out and it's kind of cold and the dog is pooping and you've got to pick up the poop and blah, 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 blah. Or you're like, oh, I'm so lucky I was here to see this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You just, you just pick one. Yeah. Right. I know which one I pick. I know which one I pick. And the the thing about it is though, people talk about this as a practice. People talk about the importance of gratitude. If it's not something that comes natural, it's just, it's easy, easy to build. It's an easy habit to get into. And it's because your brain does what you tell it to. So if you're, if you're not maintaining what's going on in your brain, if you're just letting it run free, it's going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Just like kids in the pantry. If you just let them go, they're going to find the junk food. But if you remind your brain to think positive thoughts or notice the beautiful things, suddenly that becomes the default. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, it's science, right? Science. We like And that's science. why I call it a practice because, I mean, I'm human and I'm just as easily derailed into negative thinking as anybody else. I'm just as easily uh, waylaid by anxiety as anybody else or folks that, you know, experience anxiety. So it really is a calming thing for me. Um, I, I typically do it at bedtime or when I'm about to relax to begin bedtime. Um, But I do it kind of like, you know, it kind of gets incorporated into your day as you practice and like when you have those awe moments, right? Um, so I was reading, I know you always, you know, I'm going to go look for the science or go look for the research, right? So um, Berkeley did a study. There's two studies that I found fascinating. So Berkeley did a study of college students who were asking for counseling for anxiety and depression. And there okay. were 300 of them. And so they put them in to three groups. One group got traditional conversation-based therapy with no writing assignment. One, the second group had to have traditional therapy and three times a week, they would write down things that they were grateful for. And then the third group had to write a letter expressing gratitude to somebody they know once a week. And so this happened for six weeks. And then they started um, kind of digesting the data 
And the, da- the, the data said that the group that expressed gratitude through a letter for 12 weeks after the six-week trial, they were still reporting joy and affinity. Aww. The group, I know, and the group that wrote down what they were grateful for and did not share also reported joy and happiness. And the group that got traditional-based therapy reported some abatement of the depression and anxiety, but did not, over the across the board, report joy or happiness. Interesting. And then the other study that Berkeley did was they took people who had were reporting depression and anxiety, and they gave them an MRI brain scan. Then immediately after, engaged them in a conversation where they had to talk about what they were grateful for and presence themselves to the gratitude and instantly got another brain scan. And it was there. The maps Isn't that amazing? different. It's so amazing. And you, you, you told me that one. And I think about, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be crabby about things, that brain scan probably looks like a shriveled raisin. Whereas if you're going to be thankful, it probably looks like puffy cotton candy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's just what was in my head. There's a, um, there's a quote, you know, I'm a big Brene Brown person. Um, but her her evaluation and, and research on gratitude, she says that the difference between privilege and entitlement is gratitude. I know we just had a, a podcast about not wanting your entitled kids to be our next employees, but like the acknowledgement of privilege. Yes. Seeing it and acknowledging when you have it and understanding that all kinds of things can be a privilege and being just thankful that you've got them is step one and being an okay human. Yeah. Yeah. So how, and and then building empathy, you know, gratitude builds empathy. Well, yes, it for sure does. And I want talk to me for a minute about how this translates. We've talked a lot about the sort of our home lives and such, but talk to me a little bit about how this translates for you at work and how do we translate this into our daily practices with our, with our coworkers, for example. Yeah. So, I mean, I am, I am quick to, um, express gratitude. So, um, you know, I, I think leading with your heart, leading with love is, is totally in an appropriate way is totally, um, something that makes a workspace, um, more human and expression of gratitude is one of the things that I, is, is an ingredient in that. And I'm quick to thank when we get client emails that are gushing, I'm quick to share. Um, I'm quick to acknowledge when somebody's gone above and beyond. Um, I want people to understand that everybody's a hundred percent responsible for how this place goes, right? Everybody is. And especially in our little micro, um, micro enterprise here, one person is 20% of the pie in terms of whether they're positive or negative or happy or uh, satisfied. And I really believe that making sure people understand their worth is, is really critical. So whether that's, you know, the day-to-day thank yous or acknowledgements or a handwritten note um, or, you know, just thanking them for, sharing a recipe or, you know, like it's the, it's the mundane too, right? It's not just project based. It's, Hey, thanks. That recipe was amazing. Or gosh, you told me about that solution for my lawn and it worked, you know, gosh, I could give you so many examples, but I just really think it creates a humane workplace. I think it does. And I, I sort of look at it 
as in we, we, humanity, all of us who work in an environment with other humans, we have to acknowledge that our behaviors affect the people next to us, right? So if I come to work crabby or demanding or angry or looking at the negative outcomes all the time, the person on my left and the person on my right, is they are exposed to that and it, it reminds them of the negative. But it's going to get on you, them. It's going to get on them. And if you come to work and you um, instead look at the positive or the opportunity or the excitement, you can, or the fact that you love your job or that, well, the client, you could complain that the client was being a pain in the neck, or you could say, I'm so glad the client trusts us with this project and we're working on it together. I mean, the, you can affect the person on the left and the person on the right and both bring their mood and their personality and their day up and change the culture overall. So I think there's a little bit of, of um, gratitude that keeps our own selves grounded and healthy, but there's a lot of it that, that radiates to the people around us. And in a yeah. work environment, that's so important. I also think it extends beyond culture in the workplace. I think it plays a role in, in the development of your people. So when you are expressing gratitude, you're acknowledging something that you appreciate. So if you say, I am so thankful for your leadership on that project, you did X, Y, and Z. I am so thankful that you had this project take a left turn at that time because it really put us back on track. We were way off into the weeds. So you're really developing and, and, and really reinforcing the, 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 the positive characteristics that your, your team has. And, and that's really important for people to hear. Oh, I think it's important. Knowing that whatever you do and how you spend your time is valued by other people can go a really long way for almost everybody in the world. And so I think part of that is our responsibility. And, you know, that's where you were talking for a moment before. One of the things that gratitude's great at is helping you look at your own environment and the things around you and how they have affected you and um, you can be thankful for them or how they result in, in something good or something bad, right? So there's this, in, in some ways, gratitude is, is a self centered or a internal it's a reflective reflective tool, tool yeah right and it, so it's there's this inward focus to it but i think it also opens that door to empathy with you know a little bit of what you were talking about before and that then opens the door to equity so if i'm thankful that my elbows work maybe i think about people whose elbows don't work for example, if I'm thankful that I have this lovely view in the morning with my out on my walk with the dog or out on your walk with the dog, maybe taking the time to consider, does everybody have that kind of opportunity to get out into nature? So I think when you stop and think about all the ways that you are fortunate and thankful for those that are around you and the environments that you're in, it also opens, opens you up to being able to think through how could I develop that or foster that for other people? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the world would be a much more empathetic and equitable place if everybody had a gratitude practice. And I'm, I'm serious. I think it could change the world. Um, I know that sounds like I'm waxing poetic, but I think you're right about compassion and equity. I also think that it helps, the, the practice helps pull you towards your values. It's like a 
what are those little sticks that vibrate? Uh, honing, no, uh, tuning fork. Yeah. So it's almost like the practice of gratitude. You're able to see your patterns. You're being intentional and, and you're present to your patterns. And so if your awe moments every day have to do with nature, it's like, oh, I want more of that, right? And then maybe you, because you've made more time for nature, you've you've done away with something that wasn't really contributing to your soul. Right. It's like taking the junk food out of the pantry. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I love that. All right. Let's do a quick exercise. Um other than your morning walk in your beautiful purple sky, give me five things you're thankful for today. Uh, today, I am grateful. I am actually grateful because I did not walk this morning. I slowed down because I noticed that my kids needed my attention. So I didn't do my walk during the morning routine. And I had a couple really great conversations with my kids. They needed that today. I am grateful for how delicious my salad was at lunch. It's a habit that I've established since the spring every day, um, have a salad for lunch and it's really, um, given me a lot of benefits. I am grateful that a couple weeks ago I had a really nasty week where three bad things happened and they're all getting resolved. Um, and so having resolution to things that weren't working is really helpful and giving me a little bit of hope. How many is that? I, I wasn't counting. I was just enjoying listening. <laughs> uh, and I asked, I made the assignment. I should maybe count. I'm sorry. I know. No. Give me one more. Um, this is my favorite season. It's it's a time of vibrant color and I'm I'm just so grateful to be able to appreciate it. I love those. That's a great list. Good work, friend. Thanks. How about you? Oh, what am I grateful for today? I... I had a really nice lunch with some coworkers and uh, some friends I haven't seen in a while. And it was delightful. You know, we spent so much time not being able to see people. And, you know, when I saw, when I saw my friend, I'm like, I miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you in years. And it was true because of course the pandemic. So it was delightful to see a face that I haven't seen. And I was just really thankful for that. Um, I'm really, I have a ton of gratitude for my body doing what bodies should do, right? I can still bend everything. I can still, I'm strong and I'm sturdy and I can move things when I need to. And every day I'm just really honestly thankful for things like toes and ears that work. So props to human physiology, I suppose. Let's see what else today. Um, uh, I saw someone who had some video with one of my kids in it that I hadn't seen recently. And it was delightful to see that window into my child's life. And he was happy and strong. That was kind of cool. That's what, what was that? Three? What else? The sun is shining and it's just always so nice. And I'm really thankful when there's fresh air and there's fresh water. And you know, here's one this morning. And brushing my teeth. And I, I was just so thankful we have fresh, healthy water. Yeah. Right? Like, what a privilege to it not have to worry about fresh water coming out of your tap. Yeah. And it sounds silly, but I sure was grateful for that today. Yeah. Reflecting back on equity. It's true. There are lots of people who do not have that privilege. And that, I think, is insanity. But I'm also very thankful for my pod cast partner in crime, Karen, and for everybody who downloads our stuff and listens to it. Thanks for letting us ramble on. We appreciate it. 
And that's not even the bubbles speaking. It's not. <laughs> Cheers to you, friend. Thank you. Oh, and I'm. let's just say we're straight up grateful to Russia on our team here for always coming up with excellent, excellent drinks. And our staff, our team for making beautiful photography and making sure that this whole situation runs. And Karen and I sometimes get stretched thin and, and everyone always comes through. And I'm just really thankful for that. Thanks for putting that in there. That's important. Yeah. Cheers to the team. Cheers to the team. So next time we have a special guest, it has been a doozy of a couple of years for schools. Few sectors or professions have been as affected by the pandemic. Nor is scrutinized and criticized by everyone on every action they've taken, all while keeping our children safe and furthering their education. That's why we're excited to talk to Superintendent Kelly Blake. She's from Waverly Community Schools, which is my kids' school. Join us next episode as she walks us through what it's like to keep a whole district functioning and thriving. Join us.